The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. You've got all your charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. Happy Friday, folks. Welcome back to the Charger Chats. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin Duggan. Happy anniversary, Adam. Happy anniversary, Kevin. And let's Hi. not forget our other partner in this crime, Kyle the Coach Duggan. That was a very romantic intro. I feel like I shouldn't have lifted my head up right there. <laughs> you guys were having a moment. Yeah. And I L is for the way you look. Oh, folks, that's right. It's episode 300 for the Charger chat. I can't believe it. It's insanity, dude. I mean... <laughs> Kevin did the math <laughs> and we Double went back. It, we dude. reached into the archives to find out when was the, the first episode. Very first time we came together to record talking about the Chargers. Yes. Which yeah. was June 20th, 2019. Man. Which was, let me get on my spectacles. Um, <laughs> one thousand, some numbers. 1,596 days ago and 4.37 years ago. Yes. That's how long we've had the Chargers. That's so crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So that. well, I love you guys. We're, congratulations. We're going strong. We're on a run. The Chargers are going to go on a run here. Let's freaking go. Hell, it's a Raiders are collapsing. Maybe. Everything's oh, going well. There's so much to talk Let's about. Talk about folks. an anniversary gift. We got a great one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Las Vegas. Uh, but like I said, folks, lots to talk about. We've got a Craig experience and a bolt being lined up. But let's start with the big news. The Raiders are just falling apart in front of our eyes. <laughs> Shit I mean, show. it is a problem. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, not fan, problem. Yeah, it's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. If but, anything, they're going to get better right now. That's the only thing that could possibly happen. I will time only time well, will tell. You look at you look at what those what these two guys did. Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. What they did, they literally shipped off all their all whole bunch of players, brought in a whole bunch of old New England Patriots. And the roster yeah. is just shit right now. Mm-hmm. And now Jimmy Garoppolo has been benched for Aiden yeah. O'Connell. Benched. Yeah. <laughs> just straight up. No, you're not playing anymore. It's yeah. just oh, chaos. Hilarious. It's it just was, chaos. It was such a Halloween treat 
he really to see was. the yeah. tweet. Abazaba, uh, if you will. It was an Abazaba like tweet uh, from Adam Schefter saying that they fired head coach Josh, Mc- Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. So it was just like, whoa, whoa, that was unexpected. And did now, you, did you hear the rumor of like how he did it? I think yes, I sent it to you. I guys. did. I don't know. I, <laughs> I want to believe that. Well, so. I found that that story on PFT on commentator from part of my take. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I sent it to you guys. Now, I don't care if it's true or not. Yeah. If someone is that absurd to make up this story, in my opinion, there has to be some truth to it. It's one of those because things where a, life is too crazy to yeah. like a screenwriter to write that. Yeah. No, you can't even think that up. It's not well, even what you would write. Well, well, Kyle, you found it. Why don't you tell us the story of what happened? <laughs> so apparently Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, is a big BF Jenks fan. <laughs> <laughs> he invited Josh to have lunch with him. And they had like, a, and also this was on Halloween. Josh McDaniels thought it would be funny to dress up as Mark Davis, as like a goofy haircut, wearing his same clothes. Thought it would be funny when you're, team is down the crapper. You guys can't win a game. I don't know if that's a good time to be making fun of your boss. Yeah. He did it. Um, the story is that Mark Davis invited him to have lunch with him and over PF Chang's, he gives him a fortune cookie. Once open the fortune says, Oh wait, what was the exact line? Hey, hot shot. You're fired or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man. He's like, Go ahead. Open your fortune cookie. What's it say? Yeah. Oh, it's just God. fired. I want that to be true so bad. I'm I don't just feel like believe it that is. it's true. I don't care. No, it doesn't matter if it is. Oh. Truth, truth is in the eye of the beholder, just like beauty. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't think that Mr. Davis is that funny or clever to pull no, off something yeah, that rad. Like he is a real like. I don't know. He's got a lot. That's of giving time him a lot hands. of credit to yeah. be like, I've got the perfect plan. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's like a petty five year old, and that was like his plan all yeah. along. You know, yeah. who knows? Yeah, yeah. Unless Mark same. Davis is Kaiser Sose, I don't think that he was able to execute <laughs> something like that. Yeah, um, I like it. I think it but, happened. I'm going with it. He steps. But, he steps off, takes off his wig, and he's got this beautiful hair. It's <laughs> just flowing. It's like Justin Herbert's it's, hair. <laughs> it's his version of Kaiser Sose. Um, well, the, what is true, what is a fact right now is the Raiders are now paying John Gruden and Josh McDaniels $80 billion to not coach their football team. How is that JC Jackson doesn't look so bad anymore? Huh, yeah, boys? Pretty good. No. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't hit your salary cap as far as your cap space, but that's still money. That's your pocketbook yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's still that money might, out of the bank. Might have to lay off PF Changs for a little bit after this one. <laughs> yeah. Go Panda Express. Go Panda. Express. Go Panda. <laughs> uh, that's too good. Going, we might be go full panda. <laughs> You never go full Panda. Never go full Panda. Um, and if that wasn't enough, the Raiders also fired their offensive coordinator, Mike Lombardi, per source. Yeah, he, so he probably just walked in at the wrong time. They're like, you know what? You're out of here too. <laughs> You will come oh. to my office. I got you a hungry? cookie for you. <laughs> I got dessert. Open up. Uh, I'm trying to think of what <laughs> Mike Lombardi walked in dressed up as like <laughs> his wife He's or like something. Like Bob. <laughs> just somebody really pathetic like, and savvy that wouldn't that, fire. Yeah. This is bad time. <laughs> yeah. PF Changs. Yeah, Forrest Gump. He gets hit in the head with the fortune cookie. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man. So yeah, that's just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. To watch Thank you this, for our anniversary present. To watch them fall apart, to bench Jimmy Garoppolo in the same fashion oh. that they benched uh, Derek Carr back in the day, because now they don't want to pay him. Like they want to find some loophole into not having to pay. Oh, Jimmy is that Garoppolo. what it is? I if believe so. I believe that's the word is that if they bench him, if he doesn't play in all of the games, so to speak, uh, that he doesn't get some some part of his Bonus. ginormous contract. So yeah. they may be in tank mode for a quarterback, which isn't the well now they are thing yeah for us. But it's nice to see them just kind of deal with mediocrity at quarterback. But we'll see. We will see. On uh, the Charger shit. Screw the Raiders. Yeah, FTR family trust guys. respect. FTR. That's fun though. That's those are all funny. Stuff. Oh, that, that was good delicious. Yeah, that yeah. was so good. FTR. Um, all right. Well, for those that don't know, there is a new all in episode. I watched it. Did you? I watch did it? too. Did, did you, you watch, watch it, Kyle? it, Kyle? I'm gonna watch it. My wife really wanted to watch it, so we're gonna Dude, watch it. And I, I want to say that I think this is the absolute best episode yet. Really? Like it didn't give me the goosebumps like the other ones did, like getting me excited for the season. But they are literally in team meetings for the whole episode. Yeah. And I oh, think sick. if if you did have a sharp knife for Brandon Staley. It, you might still have the knife in your hand, but dulled the a little blade bit. is a little dulled because Good. he still looks like he's in total command and really speaking to the team in the way we all want, you know, as fans right. want him to be speaking. So I, I absolutely love this. And I needed this episode because right now he's just like the guy that's like dealing with Daniel Popper and like not, you know, being kind of vague at the podium. Um, it's nice to hear him like he was when he came in to our team and used to talk like this, you know, to the reporters. So I, I'm really happy that we got this episode. Yeah, I, I think you'll find, I won't spoil everything that, that happens in the episode, but I think you're going to find there's a lot of things that get mentioned that you're like, hey, wait a minute, I said that. Hey, wait a minute, we've been talking about that. Yeah, And it's a real nice thing to see as a fan to go like right what are they doing do they not know this it's like no they do yeah. know they're very they're right. aware of yeah. some of the situations or some of the things that fans have been talking about so it's refreshing to see that um and it's just it's a great episode because like i said kyle i think you're gonna go like hey wait a minute i said that mm. and uh and it's awesome can't can't wait for you to cool. check get, it out get yeah. you excited for the future for sure I, it, it really feels like it's a turning point episode and I hope that that translates to the play on the field because it feels mm. like, okay, we are, this is the write the ship episode. And I love it. Um, and writing the ship as we go into the next game, which is going to be against the New York Jets uh, again in primetime, back to back primetime games go from Sunday night to Monday night. This feels spoiled, but I'm kind of over the Monday night games, to be honest. Yeah, they kind of throw off our whole recording schedule. I know. And everything. <laughs> well, I just yeah. I hate having Sundays where there's no no football for me to really watch. That's right. Sundays are football day. Yeah. If you sprinkle in a Monday night game here there, but we went by Monday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Like I haven't had like a Sunday of football in a long time. Yeah. Now I know that sounds very spoiled and oh, primetime game. Yeah, real first world problems on that one, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is for sure. But um. <laughs> Can't argue All right, with that. So then we'll just stop. <laughs> no, but no, I but I am in complete agreement. Like Monday nights. Okay. I'd rather it be Sunday night or a third. No, I don't even like Thursdays because then you have to wait so much longer. So yeah. sun, just, just keep Sunday, games on Sundays. Sunday at one o'clock. That's all I want. Yeah. Well, uh, as we usually do, we take a look over at the NFL films and see what everybody's predicting over there. 
crazy and, people. Uh, nut jobs, if you're to believe what <laughs> uh, what you see here, because a lot of them are picking the Jets. Well, uh, these people this. have no clue because they're going scores of 14-13 and 17-16. They don't know. They don't have a freaking clue who's going to win this game. Who, who's Sessler? Because he has them winning winning 26 to 17. Yeah. Yeah, 26 points. They haven't scored that much all year. No. I mean, I guess our defense isn't that awesome. They, but... they scored 31 against yeah. the Broncos, but other than that, they have they have done shit. So <laughs> I haven't done <laughs> shit. Yeah. So uh yeah, they're all maybe pretty... he knows something we don't know, and Aaron Rodgers is coming back. <sighs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. But we're we're favored by three and a half from Vegas, and usually as a that matters. That's <laughs> That's usually like a good sign. Those are like the guys that have to like put the money on for Vegas. Right. If you win, you lose. That hurts the casino. So they they're usually pretty close to what that is. And we have we're supposed to win by more than three and a half. So wow. fingers crossed. Well, yeah, it'll be it'll be a tough game for them for sure. I mean, the Jets are no slouch, and uh, it'll be exciting to say the least. Uh, some other big news that came out: uh, Tom Pelissaro tweeted out that the Chargers waived former third round pick tight end Trey McKitty. So that was another name that we talked about is like, man, like, what is he doing? Like, are we, he's supposed to be a blocking tight end. He's not really doing the blocks. And anytime he gets thrown the ball, he doesn't catch it. Well, and they, they, they asked coach about him, um, on the, on this today's presser. And he said, it's just performance. He said, is the run block not there? He's like, or is it the pass or is it the catching? He's like, just performance yeah so like i i still like how this staff is like cutting cutting loose stuff that isn't working yeah. and moving on like i just i've said it for the jc jackson thing too it's like usually they just hold on to these guys and it's just right. like yeah. uh, they're pot committed to going it. on yeah. you know what i mean so I'm, I'm glad that they've they saw it they targeted it and they didn't care that he was a third round pick it's like let's go and who knows yeah. he might get back on the practice squad i don't see what happened but um well, I mean, th- this also happened after the uh, the trade deadline. It came and went. Chargers didn't do yeah. anything. Well, it seems like with that idea of him, them cutting him right away after. Try to trade him. You would assume they were trying to pick up a tight end. You know, like they were right. trying to make some kind of move. Um, and for whatever what reason they wanted too much or whatever it might be, um, they just were like, hey, we couldn't get anything. So we just got to cut ties with this and try and. Obviously, we went and added someone to the active roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, immediate, almost immediately after uh, the Chargers signed a tight end Nick Vanette, or is it Vanette? Vanette? I'm not. I'm not sure. You know what? Pick, pick we'll, one, we'll stick leave. with it. Whatever you feel yeah. like. Nick yeah, Vanette. Vanette is <laughs> to the active roster, uh, replacing Trey McKitty. So uh, I, I mean, just in looking, and I maybe I'm misremembering what Trey McKitty looks like, but just looking at Nick Vanette. Is like whoa, that's a big looking dude. That Trey is- was Trey was a big guy too for sure. But yeah, but I mean I don't know. <laughs> Nick Vanette looks like a really big dude. It was it was prime for blocking basically. That's a good question, Kyle. But I do I know my wife messaged me. Um, she saw the news. She's like, you guys got like a little uh, Bosa Junior because he's got like a he's got a bit of a Bosa vibe. That's what I mean. Like he's kind of got like that kind of bigger build. Um, and both six, beat. six, 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 two fifty seven. Yeah, big boy, that's a big guy, big boy. Yeah, that's a big guy, big boy. not big boy. Um, and over at the bold beat, uh, there was an article Chargers finally make much desired added to the offense by our good friend Jason Reed, uh, who wrote that uh, Vanette is undoubtedly an upgrade in the blocking department from McKitty. 
Vanette made a career out of being a blocking specialist and has put in good reps for multiple franchises throughout his career. Uh, the longtime veteran does the dirty work on special teams as well, and this is exactly what the Chargers team needs. Good. Hey, good. Let's, good. let's get this run good. game going, baby. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, this would be <laughs> huge help uh, for sure. <coughs> um, looking over at the injury report uh, prior to getting to the full list, Daniel Popper tweeted out Brandon Staley on Corey Lindsley. Uh, said he's in a good place mentally, and he's doing a heck of a job helping our team out in a new way. That Does doesn't sound, sound like uh, he's coming back. <laughs> that, doesn't, that, that doesn't sound good. Like, yeah, it sounds like he's a coach now. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's heavy. I'm it, sure that's extremely heavy. Yeah, I mean, it, this wasn't a muscle that he pulled. This is his heart. Oh, it's a muscle. I guess, but I mean, <laughs> technically, technically, my point is ice. ice. <laughs> Seems a little bit of ice. Yeah, this saying. isn't something you can just rub some dirt on and say get back out yeah, there. This is true. what operates the whole the whole machinery, as it were. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I guess we just got to still keep an eye and see if any other news comes out about Lindsay, but it doesn't really look too promising. Looks like Will Claps our boy. Yeah, and let's get behind it. Let's support it. Let's uh, see what we can do with it. Um, looking at the full list of injury report uh, for the Chargers, uh, tight end Gerald Everett uh, that was dealing with that hip injury, got a full practice in on Thursday. Great to see. Uh, Morgan Fox dealing with an oblique injury, got a limited practice in. Jalen Guyton still on the list uh, with the knee injury, got a full practice in. Awesome. Justin Herbert with the left finger, full practice. Uh, Eric Kendricks uh, came up with a rib injury, got a limited practice in. And Tito Wabonia dealing with the knee injury from last year as well, but getting a full practice in. And Joshua Palmer uh, with his knee injury that we saw did not practice on Thursday. I'm really interested in that Palmer one because the way he left the field, like hopped off and just didn't look good and came back in. Like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like you take the week off and try and get yourself back. Like, I'm just curious what they're going to do. I know they have an extra day to let him rest it, but I'm curious what, what's going to happen with Palmer. Well, somebody put a, somebody put a comment. I'm going to pull it up now on our, uh, on our YouTube, uh, on our last episode um, that made mention about like hearing uh, what had happened with, uh, with Palmer. Somebody got some insights. He well, also, he posted on his own social media today on Instagram. And he was like, Something along the lines of like, I was hurt, but I no one ever told me that when you're hurt, you can't keep playing. Basically like, yeah, I was hurt, but I went back in for my team. Like I just, I yeah, puffed I it up, that. finished the game. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't our YouTube. I thought somebody had put a, put a comment that said like they were at the game. I heard, heard him yelling in the tent or something yeah. like, like pop something back in. I don't know. Yeah. The only way he's going back on the field is that that staff thinks he can. They're yeah. not gonna. They, they've they've all been very careful with these players and not you not forcing it. So right, we'll see. Okay, what here was his post today or two days ago. He posted. He, it's just like a bunch of pictures from the game. Him hurt. Him like hobbling, going back in the game. And he said, "I could never quit on my guys. I must have missed the part that said stop if it hurts." Yeah. So it's like he was hurt. Like he was banged up. wasn't good. But he's like, I'm just gonna play through it. That's football. Right. Yeah. And so then you obviously get Thursday off. <laughs> like you're yeah. gonna get a couple of days off of yeah. practice. I mean, we'll see on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll just have to wait and see on uh, Joshua Palmer's situation as well. Uh but concerning Jalen Guyton, uh Chris Rim, I believe it's Rim, 
yep. uh, tweeted out uh, Chargers. Uh, talked to wide receiver Jalen Guyton in the locker room. He said he's expecting to play Sunday. I think he means Monday against the Jets. Uh, Guyton said it's the first week he's been in the game plan at practice and is feeling back to himself. He's in the uh, game plan. He's playing. Go deep. Go, go deep. deep is yeah. the game plan. <laughs> Up and go. Up and go. <laughs> Uh, this is so, exciting. That's uh, extremely it, exciting. It's funny because, you know, he's been our third, you know, third on the depth chart whenever he's healthy. And we're mm-hmm. like, good, let's go. We're so excited to have him back. There's, some, there's something is, about some familiarity with him, you know, like his Justin Herbert's greatest seasons were kind of that Jalen Guyton thing. It's like, I think I'm hoping a little right? bit of that magic comes back. Yeah. yeah. The best throws that Justin has so far was to Jalen yeah. Guyton. Yeah. A right. Huge one against the giants, a huge one against the uh, Buccaneers. Like yeah. he's just the deep ball guy. So let's, yeah. let's hope he can bring some of that magic back. Yeah. That, that is the absolute hope. Um, and looking at our opponents, uh, the jets coming up here, they are currently four and three. Uh, so they're above the 500. We're hoping to get to the 500 mark. Uh, they have beat the Bills. That was their first game of the season. That was insane. yeah. That was a weird game, and that that was Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers goes down first right. series of the game. Everyone's like, "This game's over," it's done, and then yeah. they come back to beat them in overtime. That was that was playing on sheer emotion. Yeah. That victory. Um, let's see. They lost to the Cowboys. 10 to 3. They lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Cowboys, sorry, 30 to 10. 30 to 10, excuse me. Yeah. Just one uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Clarify. Clarify. That's a little different. Let's get, get our numbers right here. Let's get our numbers straight. Um, yeah. Lost to the Patriots, 15 to 10. Uh, lost to the Chiefs, 23 to 20. Uh, beat the Broncos, 31 21. Uh, beat the Eagles, 20 to 14. Uh, beat the Giants 13-10. That's the last game where it was like they held the Giants to like negative passing yards. and There was yeah. 15 punts in the first half between yeah. the teams. Insanity. Well, so. you, got, you got to look at momentum, though. They're coming off three straight wins. Yeah. And one of those was against the Eagles. That's true. Yeah. So I think you cannot take this team lightly. They have no, a great no, defense. No. Our defense needs to show up. Our def- yeah. defense needs to have its best game and our yeah. offense do whatever you can to get on the board. And I think we're going to be in good shape. Just defense needs to not make any mental errors and just be, you know, be solid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The The defense, I think the Jets defense is touted to be just one of the best in the league right now. So this is really going to be a, a test for the Chargers to show that the offense, especially if we can get Jalen Guyton back. I think that'll be just such a huge game changer for Justin Herbert to really sling it down the field and know and trust and that uh, Jalen Guyton is going to be able to go out there and catch it. Well, I think one of the interesting things too is like everyone's touting him as like the best defense, but they have the 31st ranked run defense. So people run on them. Hmm. So the question is if our, if we can get, you know, we got our new tight end yeah. um, Vanette and then we yeah. got, let's see if we, our guys can get going and we get the moving the ball time of possession game, keep the score score low and see what happens. Yeah. Well, you can see what happens over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash charger chat. Check out all the fun stuff we got over there. Lots of videos. And hey, there might be a live stream this Monday. So if you want to check what? it out, yeah, what? You might want to go to patreon.com slash charger chat. And if you don't want to go over there, that's totally fine. You can go on over to our regular website, chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there t shirts, hoodies, stickers. You can chat it up with other charger chat tiers in the member section and ask questions. 
in Ask Bold Fam, so go check out chargerchat.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, gang, time to go on to the next segment. You know them. You love them. It's the Craig Experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. Oh. Craig Experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. What do you know? Chargers managed to go a week without sending us to the ER. They find themselves close to 500 once again, and you've got Monday night primetime football coming up against the New York Jets with an opportunity for them to get back into the mix in AFC. So everything's coming up roses right now. Let's talk a little bit more about it. CC gang, the biggest of salutes and to the rest of the Bolt fam, what is going on? It's your guy Craig in Texas, and welcome to the newest edition of the Craig experience. The Chargers find themselves in a very interesting position right now. There are currently six AFC teams that have three wins, the Bolts included, and another four AFC squads that have four wins on their record currently. So there's this hodgepodge of teams around 500, either just above or below. And the next four weeks are going to be crucial for the Bolts. Uh, If they can find a way through this gauntlet and end up above 500, that really makes me feel pretty good about their prospects for the remainder of the year and moving forward towards a playoff push. But it ain't going to be easy. Honestly, this was the portion of the schedule that concerned me the most at the beginning of the year because they're going to be going up against some really tough teams, physical, physical squads. And we know that isn't the Chargers forte. They're more of a finesse squad. Mm, We're talking about teams, the likes of the Jets, of course, on Monday night, you've got the Lions and then the Ravens. So we're talking about some knockdown, drag out like cage match type battles. So it's not just about getting the wins. It's about surviving them uh, and keeping as many of your guys intact as possible. That's going to be the real challenge. So we're going to find out a whole lot about this team's medal over the course of the next month. So around the time you're finishing up the rest of those Thanksgiving leftovers, you'll have a better idea of the direction of this team. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this matchup against the Jets on Monday night, I think there's something we're all excited about that we need to revisit from Sunday night's win. The Chargers 
got Quentin Johnston involved in the offense in a meaningful way. I know five receptions for 50 yards doesn't necessarily set the world on fire. But when you consider the fact that he's essentially been MIA for the entirety of the season up until that point, it felt like he went for 200. And I think they're going to have to start unleashing him a bit more moving forward, particularly if Joshua Palmer's knee is going to hinder him. Uh, we saw him go down in the game and he limped off of the field, well, hopped on one leg into the tent where apparently he could be heard screaming. And then shortly thereafter, dude came out of that thing like Wolverine and got back into the game. He wasn't 100 percent, but I do feel like that sort of forced the Chargers hands into manufacturing some more touches for QJ, which was great because they got him the ball in ways that I've been asking for on specific routes that are catered more so to his abilities. Short crossers, two of those at least. And one, he literally made three dudes miss on the same play in a phone booth. And with the exception of, I believe, one of his receptions, the rest all went for first downs. So we're talking about him being a difference maker with helping to matriculate the ball down the field. Is that not what we've been asking for? We don't need these huge explosive plays for the time being. We just need to see him contribute. And that's what he did on Sunday night. Now you can progress there. Hopefully he can become an even bigger part of the offense, especially if Palmer's going to be dealing with that knee situation for a while and it keeps him from playing at the highest level possible for him. But outside of that, on to the Jets. Couple things here. There are certain aspects of this Chargers team that really need to show up on Monday night. And let's start with the run defense. And I'm saying this because they've been very good all season long. Uh, were they top eight in the NFL against the run? Maybe even top five. Don't quote me on that. Somewhere around there. They're going to be going against the likes of Brees Hall, who is a hell of a running back. Now, the Jets offensive line isn't all that great. They're pretty banged up, but Brees still is good for at least one or two big plays. And that could come by way of like uh, swing pass screens. It may just not be handoffs, but what it will be are plays that are behind the line of scrimmage. Just start off that way and pursuit and tackling is going to be wildly important. So your edge guy is going to have to come to play. And they have to be willing, I'm sorry, blah, 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 and ready to run. So they might have to do some sideline to sideline stuff is what it is. So get that rotation rolling and keep those guys fresh. Uh, there can also be no busts in the secondary. Can't have it. Zach Wilson is not a great quarterback. And like I said before, the offensive line is beat up. So the last thing you want to do is have a mental lapse on the back end and just hand them free points because the Chargers have a proclivity to give up at least one or two of those a game. Everybody in the secondary has to stay sharp and assignment sound. Make the Jets earn everything they get because they are not a high-powered offense. Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall are their main two weapons and they ride them all game long. So once again, their main receiving threat is someone that you can bracket, you probably should. Keep eyes on him all night, force Wilson to go elsewhere, have someone else beat you. But don't let that dude blow the game up. Brees is probably going to get his here or there. We just have to contain him as best as possible. Um, 
Offensively, here's the kicker. I know everyone wants the Chargers to bomb the ball, get Herbert throwing the ball 20-plus yards down the field, but he's actually not been super efficient in that way so far through uh, the season to this point. And against this team, you definitely don't want to do it because they're very good on the back end, and they will make you pay. Just going to have to take your time and maybe go on some extended drives. Their front is pretty dominant. So I don't expect the Chargers run game to be stupendous. I mean, it hasn't been all year with the exception of the first game against the Dolphins. You got to be respectable. You have to make them honor the run or else they're going to be pinning their ears back, especially if we're in like behind the sticks, down in distance situations. Herbert's going to be feeling the heat all night. And, you know, honestly, the offensive line hasn't done a great job at defending some of those really stout interior defensive linemen and edge guys. Uh, Rashawn Slater is still managing that ankle injury, so he's not the Slater that you were accustomed to, uh, all pro Slater. Still a babyface bully, just not at his best right now. And Trey Pipkins is just Trey Pipkins. But you got to do your best to protect Herbert, maybe even leave Eckler in a few times to uh, pick up on BPUs. You might want to max protect a few times. But you also are going to want to try to get the ball out of Herbert's hands pretty quickly. I don't think there's going to be a lot of room for a bunch of five to seven step drops. You're going to be asking for it because that coverage is going to be tight on the back end and you're going to be putting your offensive linemen in a situation where they're going to have to hold up much longer than what they may be able to against this front. It's not a recipe for success. <clears throat> so personally, again, like I said before, running game has to at least be respectable. You might want to have to get into some quick game stuff and keep it more short to intermediate in the passing game as well. You don't want to put Herbert at risk in a game like this. And like I said before, you have to think beyond just this coming week. You got to survive this game, keep everyone as healthy as possible because you got more slobber knockers coming up in the weeks to follow. So the game plan may not be as electric as everyone wants, but Against this type of team, you're going to have to take what they give you. And it might. Let's not say might. I don't expect there to be a repeat of the Bears game again. We got our one game of not having to hold our breath at the end. And uh, this one's probably going to be another close. Just prepare yourselves for it. That's what I got, folks. I appreciate you, as usual, for joining me here. You know who it is, Mr. Bolt Gang. Where's the other one? There we go. Or do not bang, a.k.a. T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3 over on Twitter. And that's right. You know where else you can catch me over on the Lightning Round podcast. So come holla at your boy over there as well. But until then, I appreciate you. Hopefully the next time we talk, it's after another dub. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fight. So prepare yourselves for it. Get your defibrillators. Sit them next to your favorite chair, wherever you're going to be hanging out. Again, until then, catch you later. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, there you go, folks. Another awesome Craig experience. Uh, I think I, I love the the talk about the uh the the amount of teams that are so close to 500 right now. Like it is yeah, nobody's running away with it right now. Like, Six and two is the best, you know. Yeah. It's no there's no eight no's, there's no seven and ones. Yeah. It's it's all right there within one or two games of everybody. Yeah. So it, 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 
we still got so much more football to play, folks. This is a big, this is a big game. As soon and as Aaron Rodgers went down, yeah. in my head, I was like, oh, this should be a nice, like, this is a good soft spot of the schedule. Yeah. Get a couple of good little wins against the Bears and the Jets. Jets are a good football team, man. They just took down, they just took down the Eagles. Like they're they're beating good teams. They they held the Chiefs to with them in a three score game. Yeah. Um, the only bad game they had was the Cowboys, but um, yeah, it's gonna be a tough game. They have a great defense, so it's gonna be close for sure. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I, to see I agree with Craig. Like you, just a straight up five step drop on third and long. No, it's not gonna work. I think you have against a good defense, you have to get creative. You have to take shots in, in certain situations. You get, you get a third and short, a second and short. That's when you take the shot. The defensive line is not expecting it. They don't have their ears pinned back. They're not all ends out wide, getting ready to take some crazy pass rush. Um, that's when you can take the shots. I, I still don't think that we get Justin Herbert out of the pocket enough. I think he needs to be on the run. He's so good with his legs. Just give him an opportunity to get out of the pocket, even if it's like four times a game. Mm-hmm. Get a designed movement where he's moving out of the pocket. Just keep the linebackers and those defensive ends accountable. Um, and then, dude, last game, what worked best for us? Getting Eck the ball in those short, quick, get the ball out of your hand type of stuff. You got to lean into that. That is our running game. Yeah. It was true last year. And it's true right now. That's our running game. It's it's not a check down. It's not. That can be the design. Right. Run people off, get the ball to him. Doesn't mean it's always just a check down. Right. I want to see I want to see Kelly a little bit more to this game if it's if it's this physical of a defense. You got him in your line, fantasy team? No, no, I don't. I <laughs> just that just as as physical as that Jets defense yeah. is, get a running back that will go pop you in your mouth yeah. and right. make you feel it. And I think Kelly the way he's been running, he runs psychotic. He runs crazy. So let's get him a few more touches and maybe put McFadden in there at fullback again and do a little something, something. That was that, fun to watch. That, that worked. Yeah, it worked. He got like six yards behind him. Like, just yeah. put him in at fullback all the time. Let's go. Do you guys think that uh, they're gonna get Vanette in there by this upcoming game? He, I mean, he might have a couple run plays that he gets in there. I would imagine he's probably gonna be a special teamer a little yeah. bit, yeah. which is what um, McKitty was for sure. Right. Yeah. So I'm. He, he takes over all McKitty's special team reps, and then. Um, yeah, I would assume that maybe he gets in there here and there. I would say five, five, six plays, probably tops. Do you think that would be like integral to trying to get some of this run game going? Like some of these extra blocks? Or it just like depends. That? Like, yeah, whenever. So it's all about matchups. If you're going to sure. put McKitty in there and he's not as good as the guy that he's blocking, what's the point of doing it? Right. Right. So if you're going to put Bennett in there and he's not prepared and not ready, he's not going to be an asset. Just leave him out. Leave a wide receiver in there. When you have an extra wide receiver, what do they do? Do they put in a linebacker? No, they put in another corner. Yeah. So now your matchups are better. So I don't think you have to have a good blocking tight end. Mm-hmm. You just if you don't have a good blocking tight end, your wide receivers have to be willing to block DBs, and right. they should be able to. So whatever the matchup strength for you against their team is, that's what you need to try to attack. Well, if they have an incredible defensive line and linebackers putting in a tight end that just got pulled up from the practice squad to block probably is not the best call because now they get to match that tight end with another linebacker. Mm. Um, so it, it's just, it's just matchups that they think that that gives you that little edge. If he is that good of a blocker and he can dominate a, a linebacker, then yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. And it, if our wide receivers are not doing a good job of blocking, which I think they have for the most part this season, um, but with the potential of Palmer being down, we all know Jalen Guyton's not going to go in there and dominate anyone blocking. So, um, Maybe he does get a little bit more playing time than we think. Hmm. 
all exciting things to consider. Craig, thank you again for another awesome Craig experience. Thanks, uh, now it's time to go on to the next segment. It's our good friend Jason Reed over at the Bolt Beat. But Welcome back to another edition of The Bolt Beat. As always, I'm your host, the acting editor over at BoltBeat.com, Jason Reed. You can check out all my work at BoltBeat.com, on Twitter, at BB underscore Chargers, or my own personal Twitter, at EatYourReedies. Thankfully, we are coming off of a week where the Chargers season is not over. We talked about it last week. All char- The Charger Chat podcast talked about it. All of Chargers Nation talked about it. Chargers Nation, Bolt fam, don't know why I called it Chargers Nation. This ain't Lakers Nation, baby. That the last week could have been Brandon Staley's last game, but it wasn't. He put the beat down on his former team, 30 to 13 over the Chicago Bears. And look, I think it should have been expected. This is a really bad Bears team. Tyson Badgett's second ever game as a professional. And if there's one thing Brandon Staley is really good at, it's making bad quarterbacks look really bad. Because let's be frank, they always look really bad. But alas, the Chargers got the win three and four. They're still on the outside looking in the playoff hunt, but they're at least there. It's in reaching distance right there. They can almost grab it but they got to string together some wins and it's got to start in week nine against the New York football jets. Before we get into the matchup, before we get into my betting picks, I want to touch on the trade deadline. Obviously the deadline has come and gone. The chargers once again have done nothing. Chargers have now only added one person at the deadline for help since Tom Slesko was hired as a GM that came, that came 10 years ago in 2013. I can't say I'm surprised, but I can't say I'm happy. There were some obvious needs on this roster that needed to be filled. Blocking tight end, most specifically, I would have added a wide receiver. I get why they don't. I would have added a running back. I get why they don't. I I would have added a cornerback. I get why they don't. There's no reason why they shouldn't have added a blocking tight end, especially with there being speculation that Hunter Henry might have been available. Mercedes Lewis could have been had for like a late round pick swap, a seventh for a sixth, or even just an outright seventh, 10 years down the line, not 10 years, but I'm being hyperbolic. But they did nothing. And instead, the weakest part of this roster, the same part of the roster they ignored in the 2023 NFL draft, they once again ignore at the deadline. And then on top of it, they cut Trey McKitty. They wave him. Bittersweet. Sweet because he's been the worst player on the roster. Let's be honest. And it shows that there's accountability and you got to earn your your spot here on the Chargers. I like that. Previous Chargers regimes would have just held on to him because of some cost fallacy. The bitter part of it, is the fact that he was a third round pick, picked 97th only two years ago, two years, two and a half years ago. Hasn't even played three full seasons. Now he's off the team. Not a great look. I know there's been a lot of debate about Tom Telesco's draft class in the past. Some have pointed towards Justin Herbert and Derwin James and Joey Bosa and been like, wow, look at all these superstars he's drafted. Others have pointed at the fact that he's almost never signed anyone outside the first round to a second contract. And the depth of all of his draft classes are really bad. And let's be frank, like, Almost every team in the league has a list of like three or four or five stars they've drafted in the last decade. Like seriously, go to every single team in the league since Tom Telesco became the general manager of the Chargers. 10 years worth of draft classes. I think it'd actually be 11. Yeah, because 2013. Yeah, 11 draft classes. The Chargers, you know, you point out five or six stars that he's drafted. Every team in the league is going to have five or six stars that they've drafted in that time frame. That's that's not like a amazing accomplishment. It's what you do with the rest of the draft class that should determine how great you are as a GM. And he just hasn't done a good job consistently. His only like really, really great pick late in a draft is Keenan Allen. And that was his first year as GM. Let that sit in. Let that sink in. 
So I don't know. Chargers didn't do anything. You would have thought they would have done something because they're all in on this year. And Tom Telesco is probably going to get fired if they don't make the playoffs. But they like the group they got. We're going to get Brandon Staley at the podium if we haven't already saying something like, you know, we really like the group of guys we got. You know, Trey McKitty was uh, progressing. But, you know, it's a numbers game here in the NFL. And you just got to open up a roster spot. And we have some guys coming back that we're excited about. And we, we still believe in Trey. And we still believe in his development. And hopefully this can open some doors for him throughout the league. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. No, there are holes in this roster. And you decide not to fix them you made your bed now lie in it if the chargers go seven and ten and miss the playoffs there's no one to blame but the head coach and the gm so it is what it is week nine against the jets i hate this matchup y'all i really do uh this is a jets defense that's really really good and as much as i love herbert and as elite as he looked against the bears because he is elite and i talked about it last week that he can still be elite but have bad games this is the type of defense he might have a bad game against especially if Joshua Palmer doesn't play. You have one of the rare corners in the league that can lock up Keenan Allen one-on-one in Sauce Gardner. Uh, you have a receiving corpse behind Keenan that is really suspect without Joshua Palmer. I think Gerald Everett plays. I don't think they just wave Trey McKitty if he's not going to play this week, but still some concerns and this is a good defense and they can pin their ears back and the Chargers can't run the ball. And I'm just worried. This is going to be like the Raiders game last year when the whole offensive line was out and Justin Herbert was just constantly under pressure and Keenan Allen was getting locked down and the Chargers literally could do nothing offensively there. Obviously there's a little bit of a different situation. There's no injuries on the offensive line besides Lindsley, of course, but I still feel like it could be that kind of game or it could be like the Broncos game in primetime last year. You know, Nathaniel Hackett led offense with the Wilson at quarterback, bad offense, good defense. The Chargers won 19-16 overtime off a of special teams play. That game was heading towards a tie. I wouldn't be surprised if this game ends in a tie. It's just going to be, I think it's going to be ugly offensive game for the Chargers. I hate to say it. I just think it is. The Jets have dominated like every elite quarterback. No offense has scored more than two touchdowns against them this year. Until that trend breaks, I just can't safely predict it to happen as much as I love Herbert, but the way the team is formed right now, if it was full strength and you had Mike Williams, you had Josh Palmer and you had Corey Lindsley. Yeah. I think this could be the first offense to kind of punch the jets in the mouth. I don't know if that's going to happen, you know, this week for the chargers. That being said, the jets also have Zach Wilson, at quarterback. They have a bad offensive line. The chargers have one of the best, most underrated pass rushes in the league. And I think they can mask some of their secondary issues. I think this is going to be another Good game for Brandon Staley's defense, all things concerned. You know, I think that obviously his defense hasn't performed like we all want it to, but against this team in this particular matchup, as long as Brees Hall doesn't go for 180 yards, which is certainly possible, this should be a good defensive game. So it's going to come down to who executes. And, you know, obviously the favor there is with Justin Herbert, but I don't know. You know, we'll see. Justin Herbert has not come through on every single fourth down drive this year. So I can't again, comfortably say like, Oh yeah, he'll definitely come through like you would with Patrick Mahomes. He just hasn't done that yet this year, but this could flip the script. Who knows? Either way, it's a very important game. Chargers move to four to four. So with the jets and the Chargers would then have the tiebreaker over the jets. The jets are undoubtedly going to be a team that's in the playoff hunt that is competing with the chargers for potentially the seventh playoff spot in the AFC. So the chargers really need this one. If they lose this one, even though they're three and five and they still could claw back, I wouldn't say it's curtains on the season yet, but I would say, you know, they're a Detroit Lions loss the following week, which might be the more likely outcome. 
from the season being curtains. So this is a must-win game. We're going to see the Chargers throw everything at them. My picks this week, last week, 5-1. and one. Finally a great week. We had plus 6.9 units. We hit our biggest prop, the Chargers' first drive uh, passing touchdown. The only one we lost was the, long, the shortest touchdown being over a yard and a half. Of course, the Bears had to score a one-yard touchdown in garbage time at the very end of the game to make that part of the bet lose. We would have been 6-0 and oh and plus 7.9 units. But alas, we're 5-1 and one, plus 6.9 units. Now in the season, we're up to 15-19 and 19 on my picks. Minus 4.25 units. This week, I'm not picking any props just because a little bit behind the curtain. Recording this on a Wednesday and it's a Monday night game. So the props are already delayed for Monday night games. And then recording it a day earlier than I normally record it. There's no props out. So I can't give any prop picks. So I'm only going to give three picks this week. Hopefully we get a 3-0 and sweep. And if we do, we'll bring our, our yearly total to 18 and 19. We'll bring our uh, units down to minus 1.25. And we'll be rolling, baby. Rolling for the second half of the season, just like the Chargers. My favorite of the week, Colts, minus 2.5 against Carolina Panthers. Yes, the Panthers just beat the Houston Texans. But they had to win eventually, right? And it was two rookie quarterbacks. I, I like the Colts. The Colts have been a roller coaster this year. There's there's some weeks where they look dominant. There's some weeks where they look god awful. Let's just be honest. But I still think they have a great head coach in Shane Steichen. I think Gardner Minshew can be good enough. And this is still a really bad Carolina Panthers team. I think it is the worst roster in the entire sport, right up there with the Bears. Actually, I would say the Bears with Tyson Badgett's probably worse. Panthers second worst roster in the sport as long as Tyson Badgett's starting and to have them as only two and a half point dogs that is not going to happen probably the rest of the year I think this is this line should be minus four and a half five and a half uh, not two and a half so I'm taking Colts minus two and a half might have to hop on that in real life before the line moves my dog of the week there's a few I like but they all kind of scare me I like the Rams but they kind of scare me a little bit um, I, I like you know the dogs are always interesting because they're always like yeah of course they're going to cover. Of course they can. Of course the Seahawks can only lose by five plus five and a half against the Ravens. Of course, you know, the Bears aren't going to lose by eight and a half to the Saints. I think I said it here on Charger Tab Podcast. I have a new rule. I'm only picking a dog if I think they can win outright. I'm not picking them if I think they can only cover. I'm not going to pick Cardinals plus seven and a half because I think they'll only lose by seven. That's a way to lose. I'm only going to pick if I think they actually have a chance to win. So that way. I'm picking Dallas Cowboys plus three against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are a great team. I get it. But they've also looked a lot more beatable this year Um, against every good team they've faced. There's been some concerns. And I think this is obviously a great Cowboys defense. And it's an Eagles offense that hasn't been as crisp. And you go back to that Jets game when they played the Jets and the Jets had their way with the Eagles. And I think the Cowboys and the Jets are two very similar defenses. So I am going to take the Cowboys plus three. I think they might get away with a win in that game. I really, really do. And then my Chargers Jets pick. I'm not picking Chargers minus three, but I'm not picking Jets plus three. At the beginning of the season, I said I could pick over. I could pick money line or I could pick the point total. Not money line. Excuse me. I could pick the spread or the point total. This week, I'm opting for the point total because I genuinely have no idea what's going to happen this game. One thing I do know is I think points are going to be at a premium. Again, I don't love this offensive matchup for the Chargers and Zach Wilson's the quarterback on the other side. So I'm going to go with under 40 and a half. That's a bold move considering the Chargers have one of the worst defenses in the league. But I think this is a 1916, 1714, 2017 game 21 17 at the most and that's all under 40 and a half that's a really low number uh it's the second lowest of the week i believe there's actually some really low numbers this week there's some games in the 30s i might have to hop on that but i i like this as the under 40 and a half i just zach wilson the bright lights against this pass rush joey bosa breathing down his neck tuli tupelodu breathing down his neck justin herbert bad matchup weapons out can't run the ball 
under 40 and a half for Chargers and Jets. Those are my three picks of the week. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet out some props on Twitter, so be sure to follow me on Twitter at Eacharides. I'll retweet it on BoltBeat, uh, or you can follow BoltBeat at BB underscore Chargers. I'll tweet out some props. And you know what? We'll count it that way. How about that? On Twitter, keep an eye out. Turn the notifications on if you have to. I'll tweet out the props before the game, and that'll go towards this week's record. That way, we're not only doing three picks. I just can't give them to you quite yet because they don't exist yet. So that is what it is. I will say I'm 11 and 3, 12 and 4 in NBA betting this year. So you might need to follow my NBA bets. But that's this Chargers podcast. This ain't NBA podcast. It's interesting, though. Interesting game. It's going to be a turning point of the season. And I think if they win this game, we might be looking back at week nine as the jumping off point for the Chargers and surprisingly making the playoffs, surprising a lot of people making the playoffs. If they lose this game, we might look back at that Bears game as like the last time we truly had hope for the Chargers potentially making a run. So big game. Primetime, Monday Night Football. Be safe to any Charger fans that are making the journey. I was actually supposed to make the journey, but I have a wedding in April and paying $400 on a plane ticket and a hotel and then tickets to go to New York and watch the Chargers. Didn't really fly when I'm planning a wedding and paying for it. So um, not doing that, but it's all right. Be safe to everyone going out. Let's get back to the Charger chat, guys. Well, Jason, I think you might have taken a little bit of the wind out of our sails on some of those (laughs) (laughs) points. That you made. I'm not saying they're not valid, but hey, <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> I'm in the room. Yeah. Um, this is hey, we're we're <laughs> got nothing to say. We're you left Adam speechless. We're halfway yeah. through the season. And yes, has it been sunshine and roses getting to this point? No. <laughs> no. But does that mean that they can't? find their groove and turn this thing around and right the ship and get it back on track. No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to live in a, you know, pessimistic outlook. I get it. He's, he's a realist and that's why we love having him on because it gives a different perspective. Right. Um, But I am, I'm pulling for that win, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Gotta be. I mean, we're always pulling for the win here at the charger chat. And I think, uh, the grittiness of some of these guys uh, can really make that happen. And I'm looking forward to seeing it uh, this primetime Monday night and some great hey, bets. Things are on the up and up. Derwin James had no personal fouls on. Listen, on come on, you, baby steps, man. If you're not yeah, watching back on this. I don't know what to tell you. If you're not watching, that's tape. <laughs> that is tape. Watch the tape. No personal fouls. So, and, and some great bets uh, for those of you that are in uh, the betting kind. Definitely go uh, follow Jason Reed over at Eacharides. I mean, he's got some great takes as far as bets goes. He's he's hitting them. So, Mr. Reed, thank you for another awesome bolt beat. And that's pretty much going to do it for us here at Charger Champ. But before we go, we've got some bolt predictions to make. What do we have today? Kyle, kick yeah, it off. Ex- no, no, no. You're looking really no, excited. No, 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 no. You want me to go? Okay. It's a little bit more of a realistic take I think for me than I usually do just because I feel like it's going to be a close game kind of like what Jason said uh, I, we absolutely win um, and we're going over on the spread Jason mm. just so you know hate, hate, worried about that bet for you bud um, we're going 24-20 uh, <laughs> Chargers um, and my bolt prediction is three sacks with by the three-headed monster monster of Bosa Mac and Tuli Tui three sacks nice. yep. each one of them will get a sack okay I like that. Nice. Nice. All right. I'll go second. I also am over. I have us winning 24-17. 
Um, 24-17, bolts. And my bolt prediction is Jalen Guyton with a TD on a 50-plus yard reception. Mm. It's pretty specific. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. I like that. All right. Uh, I'm going to say... Give us a weird uh, number. Weird number. Chargers are going to win... 16, 15. 31 to 23. 31-23. I think... uh, Blow up. I like it. Yeah. Big score. Yeah, big score. Not quite double digits, but close. Dominant. And uh and I think uh this uh, Quentin Johnston gets a touchdown. First touchdown of the season. <laughs> okay. I like it. We're gonna keep doing <laughs> it until doing it hits. It. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it has to has happen. to. One of these it has to hit. And I think given all of the circumstances, given all the situations, this is his time to shine. This is his opportunity to get a TD. Rune Let's go, Quinn. Come on. Let's go. All right. There you go, folks. Bolt predictions in the books. And uh, that's basically going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Uh, since the game is Monday night, uh, given our schedules and everything that's going on, we are planning to record Tuesday night and have the episode out on Wednesday. So for those of you that are anxious for a Tuesday episode, I'm sorry. NFL messes with us sometimes and... Life, life, play the ball where it lays. So, <laughs> yeah, no um, mulligans on this one. No mulligans, no do overs. So yes, we'll record Tuesday night, and we'll get the episode out on Wednesday. So uh, keep your eyes open for Ask Bolt Fam when it comes time to ask. But I, uh, that will do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Any last minute? Raiders Happy suck. Hugs. Raiders suck. Happy Raiders 300. Suck. Love you guys. Let's get some yeah. P.F. Changs. Uh, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.